0: And as I, as I turned my back on God and just went back into sin and back into the same cycle, because without God, everything is as it was, but worse.
1: This is the Dor Podcast, and our guest this week is Rene Leal. Last week, you heard of how Rene grew up lived life as a criminal, and eventually found Christ. And that is just the beginning of an amazing conversion story. And today, you will hear the second half of it. René ended up giving his life to Christ in 2007, and life began to get better, or did it? Although René was now a believer in Christ, things didn't necessarily get better, at least not for long. This is the second half of Rene's incredible life story. Thanks for listening. Let's jump right in.
0: And, 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 I, and I did uh, accept him into my heart. Immediately, God became real to me. Mm. It was just, it was amazing where inside of me, I was like, God is real. Right. You had, you had like a, almost a radical conversion. It was radical. Right. Like from not believing into knowing, not thinking he's real, he might be real. You knew in your heart. I knew in my heart that he was real. He showed me that, like he revealed himself to me, you know, in the spirit that he was real. uh, And that it was just, it was an amazing, amazing thing where I was radically, radically converted.
1: Right, and for the record, for the listeners, um, this was not a fellowship church. This was another uh, local church here, uh, actually in Mission, Texas, where Rene first got saved. So, Renee, you're you're attending this church. You know, you, you had a genuine conversion in this church. You know, it was a, a Christian church. Um, but about, you know, you're going for about two and a half, three years. At this point, about three years later, you actually— you know, decide to to leave the church, you know, for whatever reason. Um, why did you choose to leave if that's where you felt that God had saved you?
0: Well, it it was not so much a, a choice that I decided to leave. It was something that gradually happened. Hmm. It happened right. because, you know, uh, there was, I, I understand that backsliding was completely my doing. A hundred percent. Right. But there was something where, you know, I was still, I wasn't getting I, the message somehow. I wasn't getting the message somehow that you can't be in a little bit, have a little bit of sin in your life and still be following Jesus. I was uh, uh, allowing myself to, you know, to get into a little bit of sin. Right, to compromise. To compromise, yes. You know, as I compromised, a little bit of sin became more. Mm. And I didn't see myself leaving, the, le- walking away from God. You, I I you thought
1: that you can you can handle it or live with it.
0: Yes, that's what it was. Uh, like I I literally say in my mind, like this is okay because you know what I'm I'm good with God. You know I know who God is, and you know I'm not a bad person. You know I'm gonna continue to go to church. But as I as I slowly begin to do these things, you know I don't even see myself. Really, where I wasn't, I wasn't walking with God anymore. Hmm. I wasn't walking with God anymore, and you know, little by little, I'd, well, I'm not going to go to church today. I'll be all right. You know, I'll go next week. Yeah. Before I knew it, I was out of the church. I wasn't. I wasn't even going to church that you regular
1: were again. And just full yeah. blown sin.
0: Yeah. And you know, I wasn't. I wasn't being followed up on. Nobody was looking for me. Wow. Uh. So it was. It It was. It was. Uh. Different from where I'm at now. And, and, and that was in
1: 2010, right? You you, you willingly, um, you know, backslid, left into sin, and it was it was gradual. You know, it, it reminds me of that scripture in Matthew 12 of the unclean spirit. You know, here you are, you get saved, um, and, and your life you're, is in order. And, and the Bible does say that that spirit, you know, he goes and comes back and sees that your house, right, is, is empty, swept, put in order, and he goes and, and gets seven other spirits worse than him, and they come and, and come inside. And so this kind of reminds me of that, because here you are, you you get saved, you have a genuine conversion. You're, you're in the church, but little by little, these little things you begin to allow into your life. And you end up leaving in to, uh, 2010, um, and, and you're back into the same thing in sin. And eventually, uh, unfortunately, um, you end up divorcing again. I believe you guys got married in church when you got saved. You guys, you know, decided to get married. But when you backslid, you know, because of, you know, through all that sin and, and all those situations, you ended up divorcing. Five years later, 2015, you know, I guess you're in the same situation. You feel like you're at a low point. You're broken. What happened to you that you ended up coming back to church and
0: this time here the door in McKellen? and rededicating your life to Christ, what happened? Yeah, just like you said, uh, you know, as my life had, you know, God had began to put my life in order, and, you know, I got married in the church, and as as I turned my back on God and just went back into sin, and back into the same cycle, because without God, everything is as it was, but worse. Yeah. And by worse, I mean, you know, I was really having bad relationship problems again, and you know, with my lack of being able to communicate with my family.
1: It just seemed to just get worse.
0: It was just worse. And it, all everything was worse. And uh, at that time, uh, there was a brother, Andrew Zapata. He was uh, doing a little bit of work for me where I was managing apartments. And so he'd come by and, well, actually, he started coming by to uh, do the yard work because the guy that was doing it previously couldn't do it anymore, which is uh, someone that wasn't in this church, but uh, knew Zapata somehow. And he he recommended Andrew. So he starts doing the work for me. So he gets my number. And then uh, here and there, he'd start sending me some scriptures. Oh, wow. Then I'd, you know, he'd come by and I'd pay him for his work. And uh, one particular time, I remember he was, uh, I was at my uh, son's soccer game and he came by to collect some money. So I pay him. And he, t- and, uh, he later tells me that as he left, you know, he felt God telling him that, you know, that he should witness to me, mm. but he was, wait- he was, wait- his, uh, wife was waiting at home. She had made, made him a meal. So, you know, she was, you know, on the phone texting him, Hey, you know, the food's ready. Come back. I better come eat. This. Yeah. this is my best dish. <laughs> yeah. So he's, you know, he's kind of torn between being obedient to God and, or food or 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 yeah or food there you go or Sound, his wife <laughs> sounds like
1: somebody from the valley
0: <laughs> yeah so he leaves he leaves and he said he he drove up to the apartments where he was living at and and he still had this overwhelming god would not stop bothering yeah, him he needed to witness to me he wanted him to witness to me wow and I think he told his wife hey you know what I gotta go back so he comes back and he witnesses to me And, you know, that's what I, that's what I needed at the time. You know, the first time around, I didn't, I didn't even believe in God, but this, this second time around, I knew, I knew God was real. I knew what he could do for me, how he could help me, you know, how, you know, I knew the, the, the road to getting back. So he witnessed to me and he prayed for me and he invited me to church. Hmm. And so it was on a Sunday between services He said, there's an evening service. Come to the evening service. And well, I was in shorts and, you know, not dressed for, he said, don't worry about it. He said, just come to church. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, sure enough, I went in shorts and just, you know, uh, Pastor Conrad was preaching Mm -hmm. that evening. Uh, I answered the altar call. Amen. I answered the altar call and uh, asked God to forgive me for walking away from him and for turning my back on him after what he had started to do in my life. and. I uh, rededicated my life. Wow, powerful. You know, that was in 2015. You know, thank
1: God for people who are obedient to his voice when he when He asks us, you know, hey, go witness to that person. Go talk to that person. Go tell them about my son. And, you know, here you are today. That, that was in 2015. We're about here five years later, 2021, about five, six years later. Um, you know, in this time over these last five, six years, Renee, you've had some personal victories on your own, you know, in your own life, you've seen God move. And one of them, um, is, is pretty powerful. One of those victories was that you were able to get out of debt. Can you kind of tell us about that and explain, you know, the, the, the process and how God was able to move for you?
0: In my financial situation, when I came to the church, since I was, had just been separated. Uh, so my, my income, my Household income was cut in half. It became, it was, I quickly realized that I wasn't going to be able to make it. Yeah. I wasn't going to be able to keep my home, just financially be able to support for my family. So I'm a, I'm a CDL driver. And uh, so I, you know, at first, my first thought was I need to go back to truck driving. I need to go over the road, go long haul and make more money. Right. Be gone for a week or two. Yeah. Right. And so at that time I was already in the church and I, uh, I talked to pastor about it. I went for some advice and, and I told him, you know what, I'm not going to make it. I need to, I, you know, I'm thinking about going over the road. And, and he said, and I remember him telling me, uh, that that would be, uh, he thought that would be, that would not be a good choice. Yeah. It'd
1: be a little unwise.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, back in the church, I was, uh, continuing my walk with Jesus and 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 he said that that's going to be lost, you know, and you have your kids, mm, yeah. you know, you're going to leave your kids behind. He, and, and he said, I'll pray for you. And you just need to uh, pray for, pray for a job and, you know, believe God, believe God for that. Uh, you'll be able to make it, you know, and I, I did decide not to, uh, to leave. And, you know, I look, I, I ended up getting a job here in uh, McAllen. It was, it was very difficult. And, at the end of the day, I d- I, uh, I link me getting out of debt to the choices that I've made. You know, I made a, a, a choice to stay here first and foremost and stay in God's will. Right. And, you know, I got my heart right. Hmm. I got my heart right with God and I kept my heart right. Yeah. Uh, which is that's, the most important thing. That's key right there. Yes. I kept my heart right. Uh, also link it to uh, to me. Starting to tithe, uh, I remember Pastor Brian was uh, receiving an offering. Right, he was receiving an offering, and he used this scripture in Malachi three eight to understand how God spoke to me in this scripture. You know, I have to, you know, maybe backtrack a little bit and and uh, I guess with this testimony you can understand that you know I was a I was a criminal. Yeah, I was a not only a burglar or a thief, uh, an embezzler, but I was a robber, and you know when I was—I was actually convicted of a robbery. And a, and a robbery is, you know, different from a burglary, or from shoplifting, or from from those kind of crimes. Even though you're taking someone's property, but when you rob somebody, you rob somebody in their presence. Mm-hmm. You don't do it when they're asleep in their house right. and takes an item from outside. That's their house. burglary. That's burglary. When the person is there. In front of you. Yes. That's robbery. That's a robbery. That's when you rob somebody when they're in your presence. You take it by force, by strong arm, or whatever you by have by aggravate do. aggravating with a weapon. Right. So that's you know, that's the robbery. And I was a robber. I was a convicted robber. So when when Pastor Brian read this scripture in Malachi three eight it says, Will a man rob God? Yeah, you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have I robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. Mm. When he read that scripture, God immediately showed me that I was I was still a robber. Wow. Well, I was robbing him. Now, I wasn't just robbing anybody. Wow, well, yeah. You know, powerful. I was robbing God. And that scripture, I believe it was in the evening, you know, really uh, spoke to me. And from that from that time on, you know, I, I began to tithe. Not only did I had I gone from one income though from two, mm-hmm. now I was going to give ten percent of of yeah. that so that one you, income. Now you have less.
1: Now you feel at this point like now I have to get even less to get out of debt. Yeah.
0: Yes, I wasn't even thinking about getting out of debt at the time. Honestly, I was just I just wanted to make it. Well, yeah, I just wanted to make it. But you know what? When I started tithing it brought me so much joy because every time I tithe, like I couldn't wait to get paid when I would get paid. I already knew how much I was going to give because I was a 40 an hour, 40 an hour uh, a week employee. Right. So I know how much I'm going to get every week. So I already know. And the first thing I would do was I'd give my tithe. Not only because I knew that if I didn't give it, it was going to go on (laughs) because I had so many, I had so many bills. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I, it still it brought me a lot of joy. It w- it brought me a lot of joy to tithe. You know, I was right with God. Yes. I was not robbing God anymore. Uh, I I can't explain it because you know maybe not everybody has been in that situation, in the same situation as far as you know, uh, having the exact same background as I you know as I had. But with that scripture, I knew that I was robbing God. Right. And it it felt so good to give my tithe and know that you know what I'm right with God. I'm not, I'm, I'm not robbing him anymore, you know. As, as this began to, ha- as as I, I began to tithe, you know, with my new job, I picked up new skills, you know. I was, I, I was thinking, okay, this job doesn't pay enough, but it turned, you know, God knew what He was doing. It was, it was a blessing. I picked up new skills where I was able to uh, do my job, not only work my my work week, but also that skill that I learned there. I was able to use it outside of my job for mm-hmm. my own personal work, right where I'd pick up extra work and, you know, I began to make more work, more money outside from the skill I learned at the job than my job. Wow. So, you know, as I began to tithe, God moved in, in different, in different ways. In supernatural ways. Yes. Where he knew, okay, this job's not going to pay you that much, but I'm putting you here because you're going to learn, you're going to pick up this skill where it's going to help you. It's going to give you that second income that you lost and, and, and you're going to be able to make it. Yeah. So, now I was now I was making it. I was working a lot, though, but I was making it. You know, I, I finally, after, I want to say maybe a year or two, I don't know exactly. Well, it was in 2018 when I finally, I said, you know what, I can't just keep making it. You know, I've got a lot of debt. And I have a lot of credit card debt. I have over $19,000 in credit card debt. Wow. Besides uh, a new car payment. So in total, I was... In my car payment and my credit card debt, I was, I was spending just on those two things without my house payment. I was, I was spending a thousand dollars a month. Wow! Just on credit card debt and my car payment. So in 2018, I said, you know what? I, you know, I, Pastor, you know, would continuously challenge us. You know, Serious Men. When I started Serious Men, it was I came in right at the right time, and Pastor was preaching about things that I needed at that time god knew what i needed right so a lot of it would had to do with uh uh was financial you know yeah in 2018 in february i made a choice to say you know what i'm gonna get out of debt i can't i'm not gonna continue to do this live this way so i'm gonna get out of debt And shortly after that my uh brand new car gets totaled in a flood during the during the flood season right and uh so you know, I talked to Pastor and I said, Pastor, I think this might be a blessing in disguise. I'm trying to get out of debt. He says, Yeah, you might be right. So sure enough, they sent me a check. I had some uh equity in it in the car. So right. I bought a car cash and I paid off a credit card. Mm. And from there on, God has been uh moving supernaturally for me, like extra work in different in different ways, you know. I I've, uh, I, of course, I, disip, I started to discipline myself, right, in the way I used my money, but along the way, uh, I've been able to pay off all my debt. And this year in 2020, which was supposed to be the nation's worst year, yeah, I finished paying off my debt in 2020, completely debt free. Debt free. I don't know any credit cards. I refinanced my home lowered the interest rate. He has moved supernaturally, you know, all this, 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 uh, these uh, last two years since 2018, you know, I remember praying a lot, you know, for God to, to make a way where there was no way. Right. You know, and sometimes, sometimes it was, it was difficult because sometimes it felt like I'm just saying, I'm just saying words over and over, but I continue to contend in prayer, continue to, And, you know, I look back and I, and I, I remember when I, when this, when I first started uh, trying to get out of debt, where I was at and how I didn't see how it would happen. And I, now I look back and I still don't know how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) God,
1: (laughs) God is a miraculous God. And so, you know, you were able to get out of $19,000 plus your car, right? Which was more of debt in about what was it like a year, two years year and a half two years uh, god was able to move miraculously for you um you've been attending this church rededicated your life to christ since 2015. you know all this time through the ups and downs right we all still uh, have our, our our things to go uh, uh, to work through um ups and downs you know through it all getting out of debt and you know, all these victories
0: and things like that let me ask you renee
1: what keeps you going Besides God.
0: One of the things that uh, keeps me going, something that uh, Pastor Ruby talked about this last Harvesters, when he preached, he uh, really caught this, that he said that other people's salvation depends on you staying saved. Mm, Yeah. And of course, you know, immediate thought would be my kids or... A person might think, okay, well, my kid's salvation, and that's that's very true, you know. Right. Not only the kids that I have here in church now, their sal- their salvation depends on me staying right with God, on me staying saved. Yeah. You know, uh, their future is is, is not uh, is not set in stone already. Of course, you know, like you 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 said, other than God. Because, you know, of course, I want to be right with God. Right. You know, I want to be right. But other than God, my my children, you know, their salvation depends on me staying saved. Yeah. Uh, my older children, my unsaved older children, their future salvation depends on me staying saved. Yeah, wow. Well, powerful. Yeah. And not only them, but their children, mm. The you know, the generation that comes after my children, their future salvation depends on me staying saved. Other people, what other people are out there that are gonna get saved, that wouldn't get saved if I don't stay saved? That I wouldn't be able to witness them because I'm not right with God. I'm out of God's will. You know, that's that's what keeps me going. Other people's salvation depends on me staying saved. And that really keeps me going, keeps me making the right choices. Right. Because I know that every choice counts. Because I Mm. know, because of my backsliding experience, how one choice, one wrong choice, leads to another and Mm. to another. Yeah. And you, you won't even realize it before you know it, you're gone. And so I know that, you know, that's what keeps me going. What keeps me continue to contend and make every choice count. Make the right choice. Pastors said it over and over. Yeah. You know, making the right choices. And making the right choices doesn't just mean big. It, it they're, they're every little choice yeah, exactly. is a big choice. So that definitely is what keeps me keeps me going. God really has a way of restoring
1: broken lives from a broken home and broken families to a restored mind and restored relationship with his children. René is a testimony that nothing is truly wasted with our God. Today, René faithfully serves in our church and so do his two youngest children. No matter where René tried going, God had a way of leading him right back to his house. And now René is right at home here at the Door Church in McAllen. Thank you for listening to this weekly podcast. Remember to subscribe if you haven't yet, and also share these testimonies with someone you know. I'm your host, Beto Rivas, and this is the Dor McCallan Podcast.